Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the 31st episode of the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm Monica Swanson and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Guys, today's episode is one I'm really excited to share with you. I think this episode could change your holiday season. It could really change your life. So I encourage you to slow down and be present as you listen to Kate Merrick and I talk about exactly that, being present. Kate is someone who has lived this story. She's made some radical changes in her life in order to be more present. And I think what she shares will both challenge and inspire you, at least it did me. So I hope whatever you're doing, you can focus in, listen up, and maybe even take some notes. Kate's got some serious truth bombs to share. She's not afraid to preach it, and she's hilarious too. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode, whether you're leading into the holidays, or maybe smack in the middle of the holidays, or maybe you're going to catch this in the new year. It doesn't matter. It's relevant whenever you hear it. Now, Kate, is somebody you're probably familiar with. She, I've shared her two books on my blog over the years. She's a good friend of mine. She's a surf mama. Um, I share the story of how I met her. It's kind of embarrassing, actually, but um, I was a big fan of Kate's long before I met her, and now we've become fast friends. And um, Kate's first book was called And Still She Laughs. I'll be linking to that in the show notes. But that was really um, sharing the story of their family fighting the battle for their daughter Daisy's life when she got cancer at age five, but much more than that, it really talks about women of the Bible and the message is so solid. It's just really sharing encouragement that we can still find joy and laughter, even in the hardest of seasons, the darkest of times. And she shares a lot of women who have done exactly that throughout scriptures. It is such a good read. Kate is just an absolutely beautiful writer. And her second book is really what we're drawing on today or drawing from today. And it is called Here Now. We're going to be talking about what it means to be here now, wherever you are, how can you be more present? And again, I think you're you're going to really, really appreciate and enjoy what Kate has to say. Now, before we dive into today's conversation, I am really excited to share with you my very first podcast sponsor. And it's a special one because if you've been around my blog for long, you know that I've been a big fan of Jelly Telly. Levi has used Jelly Telly, the streaming video app for kids. Well, Jelly Telly has big news. They have just recently changed and they are now called Minnow. Well, Minnow is the same great ad-free streaming video app designed just for kids that you've heard about before, but now it has even more content 
and new features, including thousands of shows that teach kids about Jesus, plus 30 episodes of classic Veggie Tales. Now your kids can grow up with Bob and Larry just like you did, or in my case, all my older boys grew up with Bob and Larry. Well, you'll feel safe letting your kids choose any show they want to watch on Minnow. You won't have to worry about what might pop up, and there aren't any commercials. So download the Minnow app, that's M-I-N-N-O, and use coupon code BOYMOM to begin your seven-day free trial. Start streaming anytime, anywhere on your phone, tablet, TV, or computer. You can even download your favorite shows to go and stream on multiple devices at once. That's so handy. With Minnow, kids discover God in stories they love, and parents find expert help and everyday encouragement as they lead their family in faith. Minnow helps you have the conversations that really matter with your kids. You know I'm a fan of that. So you can experience the goodness of God together. So use coupon code BOYMOM to start your free trial today at GoMinnow, that's M-I-N-N-O dot com. You guys are going to love it, so I hope you'll check it out. So guys, before I dive into my conversation with Kate, I just want to thank you again for leaving ratings and reviews over at the Apple Podcast app. They mean so much to me. I I don't even know how to explain it, but I promise you when you just click on those five stars or leave a few words, it really does help this podcast get out there and more people to find it. So you're making a difference when you take a few seconds to do that. So again, five stars is great, but if you have time to leave a review, I read everyone and they so encourage me. I'm going to share one today from Ashley Savannah. She titled it Just What I Need, and she gave me five stars. Thank you. Ashley says, I have three sons. Two of them are special needs. I have struggled with my identity as a boy mom, considering I am extremely girly and always imagined daughters. Monica is giving me such hope. Just bought her book, too. I can't wait to dive in. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for that. It means so much to me, and you are not alone. I've heard from so many moms who were maybe just had only sisters or imagined having daughters. Becky Keefe, just from a couple episodes back, was in that boat, and you're just doing the right thing by digging in, finding the support you need, and it sounds to me like you're doing an awesome job. So thank you so much for that. All right, guys, we're going to jump into my conversation with Kate, and anything we talk about will be found over in show notes, which are always at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Today's episode specifically will be at forward slash episode dash 31. Now, I know you're getting used to this by now, but I did have a little bit of glitchiness in the first few minutes, um, especially my recording is a little bit echoey and weird, but hang in there. It actually gets a little bit better um, after a few minutes. So sorry, I'm still learning. But um, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So thank you for your time. And without further ado, here's Kate and I talking about practicing presence. Well, hey, Kate, thanks for joining us on the Boy Mom Podcast. Monica, best day of my life. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I have been looking forward to having you on since the day this thing started. So it is just so much fun. And um, just welcome. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm just honestly to anyone who's listening, just so thankful that I get a chance to chat with my friend Monica, who I love and I don't get to see nearly as often as I'd like. And I'm sitting in the parking lot of the zoo in Santa Barbara because my little five-year-old homeschool daughter is at zoo school. Zoo school. I love Well, I can't wait to hear more about your life, but I asked Kate's permission before we got on to indulge myself a little by telling everyone my story of meeting Kate, because it's one thing to meet a new friend through podcasting, and I love doing that, 
But it's so fun to have an actual friend on with me, though it is a little risky because I'm wondering. We'll, we'll try to keep on, on task here with our subject at hand, but I'm going to share how I remember meeting you because I think I go further back with you, Kate, than you do with me. So mind okay. if I share? Please do. Okay, so I remember, Kate, from goodness, I don't know how many years ago it was, but Many of you who were following my blog many years ago will remember that I started following Kate back when she had a website, which is still up, I believe, prayfordaisy.com. That's still out there, right, Kate? It is, yeah. Yes. Well, um, Kate and I have a number of mutual friends because of the surf and California-Hawaii connection, and I started hearing about Kate and her family when she had a website, prayfordaisy.com. And that was um, just a place where people were gathering to get updates and pray for Kate's daughter, Daisy, as she was battling cancer. And I, as soon as I started following that, I just was sucked in and just felt such a connection to the Merrick family. I just loved them. I loved Daisy. I started to pray. And again, if you are following my blog, you might remember me asking others to pray and just really feeling a heart connection. And um, so that was way back before Kate knew who I was. And what's funny is even though we had mutual friends, I never really thought about trying to meet Kate. I just was like happy being a distant, um, distant fan of her and her family. And so then years later, um, I'll let I'll let Kate fill in the rest of that story. But years later, Kate was on the beach with her husband and little Fifi, right? I, I think it was just the three of you. Maybe Isaiah was oh, Isaiah was. I think Isaiah was with us. Yeah, he was there. But what was hilarious is, and this says something about me, I'm so terrible at like faces. I had seen Kate's picture many times, but we see this couple down on the beach. I'm with some friends and I see this dude with like a big scruffy beard and this super cute young mom and we strike up conversation and quickly, I just felt like I met a new best friend. I was like, I love this girl. You're from where? You're from California? Oh, cool. And literally, I think in 10 minutes time, Kate, I was telling you like, you should move to Hawaii. We could be really good friends. <laughs> Such a weirdo. I probably totally scared you. But no way. It took a few minutes before I was like, and what's your last name? And then when you said Merrick, I was like, wait a minute. And no, then your I, face was money. It was my favorite thing ever. You were like, what? Like your eye, it was like mind blown. <laughs> I didn't want to say the wrong things, but I was like, but I've loved you. I've loved your daughter. I've loved your family. I've prayed for you. Mm. That was really crazy. Well, then fast forward. Um, I guess within a couple years, our boys were good friends. Her son Isaiah is right around um, between my two oldest sons' ages. And then my oldest son, Josiah, is going to Westmont, which is right by where Kate lives. And he's going to the church that Kate and her husband planted many, many years ago. And he's spending holidays with the Merrick family. Oh, and then to round it all out, Kate's husband, who is a surfboard shaper. And for those of you who don't know, the word shaper is basically creator, right? It's like a surfboard artist. He creates mm -hmm. And he's like... I can brag for you, Kate. He's like the best <laughs> in the world. Like there was oh, yeah. some last year that's like, I don't know if you had Oscars for surfboard shapers, her husband, Brent, <laughs> seriously for the whole world. And he is my son, Luke's surfboard shaper. So, how so, much fun. so many connections. And 
not only that, but Kate is my one friend, one of very few who I have actual phone conversations with. <laughs> she is, and we'll get to this coming up. I have some questions. She's not on social media. So it forces us to actually call each other and have great chats. So there's my long introduction, Kate. <laughs> Welcome um, to the Love it. Thank you, Monica. It has honestly been so fun to know you and all the boys, and every time I come to Hawaii, which is, I don't know, sometimes twice a year, we get together, we go to the beach, we have poo-poos at Roy's. Uh, By the way, if you're listening and you're like, wait, you're eating poop? No, poo-poos in Hawaiian is like appetizers. Um, We have a good time. (laughs) Oh, I also want to mention, because I have to link to it in my show notes, Kate's son is an amazing videographer, and if you saw the video trailer for Boy Mom, um, that was her son. He came over and filmed that and put it together, and I think he did an amazing job. So I'll put that a link to that in my show notes as well. But Kate is pretty awesome. But with all that, Kate, why don't you give the more official, um, you know, your introduction? Tell us where you are, who you are, and anything I missed in my crazy introduction. Alrighty, so let's see. My name is Kate Merrick. I live in Carpinteria, California, which is really close to Santa Barbara. I am an author of two books. I speak at conferences and that kind of thing. I was a pastor's wife for the last 22 years until my husband retired from vocational ministry just a couple of months ago, which doesn't change like my identity was not wrapped up in being a pastor's wife. It's like, I serve God because I love him. And so that's never going to change. Um, but it is kind of fun to not have a husband who is doing vocational ministry anymore because I get to see him more often. And I really like him. We've been married for 22 years. I literally like him more than ever. He's fabulous. I have one son named Isaiah, which he is like, okay, just if you're listening to this and, and you, okay, you know that Josiah Swanson is goals. Okay. So like when who son, <laughs> are sons come into play, everyone's like, but wait, Josiah Swanson, he is just son goals. <laughs> yes. He is son goals. You're so sweet. <laughs> Isaiah is son goals as well in a different way. You yes. cannot compare apples and oranges. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was yesterday, he got his wisdom teeth out a couple of days ago and he was so cute on drugs and <laughs> you know, when like, yes, the medicine they get and it just, it kind of just amplifies their natural disposition. And he mm-hmm. was so sweet and he was like, mama, so I love you. Oh. oh mama. And he's literally like, I'm, I'm not going to say too much because this is a public thing. And what he did and said was so sweet. Anyway, I, he was like, mama why are you so good to me? And I said, I say, you changed my life 19 years ago. And he was like, but mama, you gave me life. And like, we're going back and forth. It's not always like that on the way to the orthodontist or whatever, the dentist who cuts your teeth out of your head. We're literally like brawling, which is not a usual thing, but I'm just going to be honest. Like we're driving. There was so much tension. There's like four accidents on the freeway and I'm, like kind of panicking because we have to drive a long way and then we're going to mess up their whole day. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, mom, mom, just stop. It's not going to help. I was like, just let me freak out. (laughs) Sometimes we're not a very like, we don't raise our voices a lot at home, but we're literally like going at it in the car. And then he's all, but we're bonding. (laughs) 
what else? I've written two books. Um, I like surfing. I like. I went roller skating today. I don't go very often. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. I like fun. I like a lot of fun. I like to eat food. Um, those are all just very personal things. What else should anyone know about me? That my oh. son is 19. We're talking about boys here. My son's 19. I survive almost the entire teen years, everybody. So let's have a party <laughs> for me. There we go. <laughs> and she's got a darling little Fifi. So got to tell us about Fifi. She's an insane little nut job. She's five. And so <laughs> she, I, so I basically have two only children. If you're wondering about Daisy, she went to heaven when she was eight and that was six and a half years ago. So mm-hmm. currently I have two children living under my roof, but they are only children for all intents and purposes because a 19 year old and a five year old do not live in the same universe. So right. she kind <laughs> of has three parents you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> I relate. She is. Uh, yeah, you, you do. She is probably the most adored child on the planet. When you lose a child yeah. to cancer, the next one that comes along, you just, you want to eat her yeah. face with a spoon and never stop. And yes. you know, the answer is always yes. And all the, all the things <laughs> that come along with it. but she's a lot of fun. She's a wild child. And she's she has a lot school. of personality. She has so yeah. she has enough to go around like for right. everybody, but yeah. And I homeschool my kids. I've been doing that since my son was in fourth grade, and he just graduated this mm-hmm. spring. So I also survived that as well. Yes, woohoo! Yeah. Well done. Well, that's yes. all so good. And um, yes, Kate has written two books, both of which rocked my world in different ways. But she not only has an amazing story, not only has such deep and thoughtful things to say, but she's an incredible writer. I literally had to not read her book um, while I was working on mine because I was like, (laughs) her writing is so good. It just makes me feel like a loser. So she is a beautiful writer. In fact, I started highlighting things I wanted to read today, like to quote your book. And I was like, there's just too much. So everyone's going to, we'll link to her books in the show notes. And today, what I really want to do is focus on Kate's most recent book, which is called Here Now unearthing peace and presence in an overconnected world such a message perfect to come from Kate Merrick and I want to talk about being present especially over the holidays this is going to be airing just before Thanksgiving and Christmas and I confess that I am um, I get caught up in all the holiday stuff not 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 on purpose. I'm not big into like the commercial and, and the material side, but I can't help it. I just start to get caught up and I find myself feeling really bummed at the end of the day sometimes. Cause I'm like, did I even connect with my own kids? Like how meaningful was this day? And so I want to talk about how we can practice presence every day of the year, but especially during the holidays. So Kate, mm. can I just kind of open up a few questions to you on that topic? Yeah. <laughs> I am I am the resident expert. <laughs> you are today at least. Well, Kate has an awesome story and again, I'm going to just keep encouraging everyone to get their hands on both books, but in here now, you share the story of kind of how this theme of presence really came to the surface in your life and I would love for you to just share a little of that background and how it inspired you to end up writing the book. 
Mm, sure. So when Daisy was fighting cancer, she was five when she was diagnosed, which is um, 10 years ago. And mm. we, you know, you, cancer only ever happens to other people. It happens to other families. It never happens to yours until it happens to yours. So right. that was just kind of like whiplash from that. And, and it's, it's a wild ride. You're constantly trying to figure out treatment and updating people on things and there was a blog started and so I was writing on that and there's you know comments and questions and prayers and there's so many things to worry about and bills and there's so much going on it's just like it's a really crazy time totally. and yeah, yeah it's 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 a lot it's very very busy even like when you're spending weeks in the hospital you'd think oh you're doing nothing all day that's not true there's yeah doctors and admin people and they're just the, it's a revolving totally. door it's exhausting Ugh. so three yes. years of that and basically they tell us daisy's cancer <clears throat> it just keeps coming back basically go home we'll make you comfortable mm. and so we were really as you know, at a crossroads, like, what are we going to do? How are we? Whoa, what are we, you know, like, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to just go home and die. And so we sent out on all our, you know, social media and all the channels and the website and everything. Hey, does anybody have anything for us? What can we do? Any recommendations? And we, we got it all. We heard so many crazy recommendations, but we also heard some, no, I'm serious. Like, yes. Oh, I can imagine. And it's made from mushrooms. Or if you eat a lot of these almonds or, you know, uh, whatever it was. Yes. And honestly, people mean well, we're willing to hear anything. But the best idea, the best suggestion was that there was a clinic in Tel Aviv, Israel, and they were doing experimental cancer treatment. And so we prayed about it and, you know, it really came to the point where that was our best bet. And our oncologist agreed, that's your best bet. And so we raised the money and we, you know, and this is all just like this wild, wild whirlwind. Sure. And as we're part of the things that we had to do to get ready were a few like medical things. And one of them was to go to UCLA to the hospital mm. and harvest Daisy's stem cells. So we're down there for a week and, um, you know, we've been there all week. We're really sick of hospitals. Daisy's just feeling really, really bad. Um, I'm depressed. So we were sitting in the hospital room and I tell this story a lot <clears throat> Because I do believe it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. So I want you to hear this. So I'm sitting in the hospital room and I'm, I've got my phone on and I'm looking through Instagram. And as I'm scrolling, I felt bitter. Mm -hmm. And the more photos I looked at, I felt more and more sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. And everybody had everything that I did not have. While I was in the hospital, they were at the beach while my little girl is laying there bald and pale and listless. Their little girls are running around with their long hair flying. And I was mm. so jealous and I just, I could feel it welling up in me. And yet yeah. I kept scrolling. I kept scrolling. I kept scrolling. And then I just felt like God spoke to me. And it was just one of the, one of the couple times in my life that I feel like I've actually heard his voice. He said, mm -hmm. look up. And I was like, what? I said, look up. And I looked up across the room and she's lying there in her bed. And I felt like the Lord was saying to me, why are you looking at what everyone else has and completely missing on what you have? 
because of that day there was nobody in the world nobody in the world was in a room with that wonderful little girl but me why would I squander it on social media looking and looking and and I think I even did a post that day and it was so pathetic I wanted everybody to know that I that we were suffering and that I was in a hospital in the city and I hate hospitals and I hate cities and I just wanted it was it was just such a I was just focused in on what I didn't have and missing what I had and it changed my whole perspective on how are we going to do life you know and and I'm not and I, I I want to be clear here that I am not a hater of social media I am absolutely not Um, but I do believe that there are times in our life or certain people who you should just give it up because it's not good for you. It's not life giving. It's not working for you. You're working for it. And at that time I was working for it. And, um, Mm. I decided like, you know, we're about to move to Israel for an undetermined length of time. And I thought, do I want to give away my baby girls last months? Because they probably were going to be her last months. Do I want to give them away to a bunch of, you know, acquaintances and strangers on social media? Do I want to invite them into our time together? Or do I, you know, how do I want? And I really saw it as that. Like, she is my that. baby. And, and for every yeah. moment that I took to, if I were to take a photo and post it and then read the comments, I just invited everybody else into our time. And I just knew this is, nope, that is not life-giving. That is not good mm-hmm. or right. I need to be 100% present with them. And so my husband mm-hmm. and I were like, you know what, we are, we're through with social media, at least for now. This is not, it's not working for us. And so as we're getting ready to go, you know, a couple of weeks later, we were like, yeah, we're, we're over it. We're not doing social media. And then we thought, what if we just left our iPhones at home? Uh-huh. What if we were just, you can't text us, you can't call us, you can't interrupt so- us. What would it look mm-hmm. like to actually be present? So yeah. we did that. We left our phones behind. We, we were like, hey, we're, we're going there to be with our kids and with the Lord. We do not need 100 texts a day going, how are you guys doing? Answering everybody, right. you know? Sure, sure. And we did it. And it was the most magical yet awful. I mean, for being like the yeah. worst circumstances you can think of. I would not have had it any other way. I really felt like it was a really blessed but excruciating time in my life. And so we we were there for three months. We had our computers and that we told our parents, we're going to email you once a week. You know, and I did. I think I posted a few times to let everybody know this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we just were like, this is what it looks like to practice presence. And so that's kind of what grew us into this whole new life really seven years ago. Wow. was was wow. when all this was going down yeah and when we came home I mean it was just radical being there and just leaning into God and leaning into each other and leaning into life and death and all the existential questions and and I'd love to be sure. able to tell the listeners like oh it was you know we heard so clearly from the Lord like honestly it, there was a lot of silence and I think that was yeah. all part of it though like we would right. go on these hikes we'd take turns going on these hikes through the nature reserve just crying out to God in the middle of the wilderness, crying out to God, why won't you answer me and not hearing anything? But thank you, Jesus, that I got that opportunity to even get into that space because the distraction is so, 
it's a rip off. Like the distraction, uh. like, you know, you're talking about the holidays. We're, we're going to talk about the holidays in a second. And I feel like all our distractions and it's like, yeah, the trappings and yeah, this and yeah, that it just is a rip off. It's not, it's not giving it's taking. And when we were in Israel, we learned about Sabbath, you know, it's just, it's a shocker Mm -hmm. to be in a country where everything shuts down one day a week. And it was just like, what is this? Oh yes. Sabbath. (laughs) Remember all about Sabbath? This is, this is so foreign Uh, to us. And realizing like that is where the strength comes from is in the rest and in, you know, the laying down of the things that we're striving after laying down of all the distraction, laying down of our needs and our hurts and, you know, our jobs, our reputations, all those things, and just giving them up to the Lord regularly, you know? Wow. Well, I love that. And I, I love that it, it, really requires some intention. Like you went into it with that intention and that you have absolutely no regrets now. And I think that's so important to look back and go, you have no regrets. You did everything you could to be present. Mm -hmm. And I always think that, you know, for every yes, there's a no. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to say no to things that even are good for the better. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. oh, I just, so glad you made the choices you did because now you can look back with no regrets. And, and there are so many amazing stories in your book about your time in Israel and they have just so inspired me and I love them. I love picturing where you were and everything you experienced. So I just, yeah, really good stuff. Monica, what you're saying about intentionality is key. And if you're listening right now and there's one thing you take away is please take intentionality. If we, if we go along with the tide, and I'm talking about all of it, like practicing right. presence, mothering, if you're blessed with a husband, like if you are not intentional about mm-hmm. your choices and where you want to go, you will get sucked along with the tide. Because especially okay. in our culture that is shouting loud and, and things are being sold, you know, everything's being sold. You need this. You need this app. You need this app. You need this app. And if you're going to do this, you have to mm-hmm. have that. You do not have to buy it. I am giving you listener permission right now. You do not have to buy whatever is being sold. You feel like, oh, everybody's doing, you know. (laughs) Oh, heck yes. In fact, you will regret if you buy whatever is being sold. And you will be ripped off from what really matters. And so your intentionality begins with saying, what do I really want out of life? What do I want out of this holiday season? What is most important? What is Mm. it? And then how do I make that happen? Right. And just knowing like there is so much joy in those slow days and moms. I mean, this is a mom podcast. Moms, you know it. You know, that's the money right there is like the times where you're in the car with your sons, the times where you're, hey, let's make some cookies together. Like those slow times, those Yes. You know, the non-scheduled, I am just, I can't, you know, I, I can't say enough oh, that it's in the, the quiet times, right? That is right. the, the rich. Yes. And at happen. the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you're lying in bed and you look back and just know that you are present, like nothing feels more satisfying. Nothing no, feels better. Nothing, and I mean, yeah. we might not go off social media, but I think most of us could certainly put the phone away a lot more often sure, and yeah. just 
be at the dinner table, be there present, playing a game, spending time, just sitting quietly. Oh, it is such good stuff. And I think because this will come out before the holidays, it's a great time to maybe even sit down and write out your priorities, like number Mm -hmm. one, two, and three, what matters most Mm -hmm. over the holidays. I love that. Okay. Now I want you to address something we all know too well. And that is the FOMO. (laughs) She's got a chapter on FOMO. And I think that this is just such a huge issue for us moms at Mm. different stages, whether our kids are little and we feel like we're missing out on what everybody else is doing or whether Mm. they're older, whatever we do for school. Talk to us about FOMO. Sure. Now, FOMO is one of the top three reasons I still am not on social media. Mm. Like I said, I'm not a hater. I leave the door open. It's possible that one day I will still I will go back on. I don't know. At this point, I'm still off. One of my top three reasons is because I love my life. But the second I look away from it, I don't love Mm -hmm. it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a higher enjoyment of my life if I'm not looking at what everyone else is doing. (laughs) And and come on, we are grown up ladies. We are moms who, you know, we handle this. We handle the home. We handle the work. We handle the school. Listen, we are grown up ladies, but still we feel hurt if we were not invited to the party. Definitely. Yeah. Why? Even if we don't want to go, we're like, how come, how come that? Uh, we are grown up ladies and we know better, but we believe the angles and the smoke and mirror that we see on social media. We believe that this lady's house is spotless. No, it's not. Maybe there's one corner that's spotless. Like we need to kind of tell our, to ourselves what we would tell our teams is like, this isn't real. You know, so you're going to see photos of other people's perfect tables or perfect houses or perfect Mm -hmm. whatever. Everything comes at a cost. And you know what? I'm going to take a second here and I'm not going to throw Instagram influencers under the bus, but I'm going to kind of throw them (laughs) under the bus. (laughs) Go for it. It's not real. Everything comes at a cost. You're either looking at something that is maybe just one tiny portion of somebody's life Mm -hmm. and you're believing that it's their entire life. Okay, that's on you. Yeah. Or the mom who completely ignores her kids for the sake of perfection for, you know, her body or her lifestyle or for her Instagram followers. Well, that's on her. And, And nothing comes for free. Nothing right. is free. Wow. And so you have to decide what you want to pay for. Like, wow. do you want, you know, like if you spend the afternoon coloring or doing Legos with your boys, yeah, you'll probably have a messy kitchen. Is that worth it? A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. If you spend two weeks out of December busting and chopping and perking and pluffing and fluffing and making everything <laughs> perfect, but you have not seen your sons. Was that worth it? Like you have to come to terms with what is worth it. And, and I love a beautiful table. I love a beautiful home. And you do an amazing job with your tables and your home. And you guys, Kate has serious style. If she were on Instagram, she'd be killing it. Thanks, Monica. Way but, better in person. <laughs> so I'm not saying like, cause it kind of bothers me when someone's like, 
oh, it has to either be that your life is in total shambles and your kids are well loved or, you know, your kids are in total shambles, but your life is amazing. (laughs) I don't believe that either. But, you know, I I do believe in compartmentalizing your time. So like Monica Mm -hmm. was saying, hey, it doesn't mean you're going to go off social, but it does mean that maybe when you're with your kids, your phone stays in the other room. And when they go to bed, then you say, you know what, I'm going to spend 30 minutes and check out all my friends on social. And that is legit and wise. That's where you, you know, that's where you decide to spend your time. And honestly, like, I'm not going to get morbid, but I'm going to get morbid. We have no idea how much time we have with our kids. So when they're Mm -hmm. with us, make it count. If your kids Mm -hmm. are in school all day, you know what? Do all your fluffing and shopping and crimping and cooking then. And when they're home, set your phone down, set your work down. Mm. And and I'm preaching to myself. I'm a homeschool mom. I've got a career. It's part-time, but I still have one. And I have, I am coming to terms this week. I've I've got to be intentional this holiday season about when am I going to do my work when my daughter's not with me? Because I'm not on social, but I have a tendency to check my email and respond mm-hmm. to emails and do this and that. And I think, oh, well, it's, it's okay because I'm working. But I think, well, I can do that when she's napping. I can do that yeah. when she's at zoo school. I can do that. When your kids are with you, make it count and you won't regret it. They are, honestly, Monica, you know, I mean, just yeah. size 20, right? Right. Yeah. You had him yesterday. I had him yesterday. Yes. You're still postpartum. 100%. I am. (laughs) Yes. I could. could, Absolutely. Yeah. I realize that now, but you don't realize it when they're little. So everyone needs to just trust us. If you don't have a 19 or 20 year old, just trust us. (laughs) Trust us. All those, all those grandmas are right when they say blink and they grow Uh up. Uh And also I want to say be intentional about um, lowering your expectations Mm. and that if no one's having fun, no one's having fun. And I can tend to be like, uh, you know, Hey, you messed up my thing, or this is not the perfect thing I was imagining or whatever it is. Well, no one's having fun. Nobody cared about that except for you. And that's not cool. And Uh, as moms, we set the tone in our houses. So whether we're constantly whining about what we don't have, well, our kids are going to whine about what they don't have. Mm -hmm. If we don't feel, you know, if we, if kids pick up on everything that we put down and what do we want to put down? We want to put down that we love them. Okay. It's the holiday season. How can we show them that we love them? Uh, hot chocolate is pretty easy. It's yep. like the, right. you know what I mean? It's like those so, little things, um, but things. it really takes intentionality. And I would just really recommend going into it with a plan. Like, okay, I'm not going to yes. be on social until 8 PM. I'm going I to, you know, all those things. Yes. Oh, that yeah. is so good. And, and you touched on the whole thing of gratitude and just being, um, you know, uh, speaking out your appreciation for things. I would love for you to touch on another favorite chapter of mine because you live in a place where there are fires pretty much every year, right? And, yeah. and you share yeah. the story of when a fire came very, very close to your home mm-hmm. and how that really impacted you and having a heart of gratitude. And for me in this season, I just sometimes have to go there in my imagination and picture, like you said, worst case scenario, I get morbid in my imagination on Mm -hmm. purpose, which Mm -hmm. sounds kind of weird, but I'm like, 
what would it be like today if my house burned down? Mm -hmm. What would it be like today if I found out that one of my children had cancer or my husband Mm -hmm. or whatever? And I almost have to go there and then go, wow, Mm -hmm. that's not my reality. Let's Mm -hmm. just enjoy today like a big party as if we found out that everything's okay after all. And so let's just talk about gratitude here and, and share a little bit from your experience with the fires. Sure. Yeah, I think that's really important to to have mm-hmm. gratitude in good times and bad times. And the fire was an interesting experience for us because having lost Daisy, it feels like we're the suffering ones. We're the ones, you know, we know so many kids who have made it and who have survived cancer. And in mm-hmm. this time, we were the ones who did not lose our house. We were the lucky ones this time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And just kind of going, okay, I have no idea if if our house will be standing tomorrow. What's the most important thing? Do I have those things in, 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 you know, we're always like, what would I pack in case of a fire? What would I, you know, listen, I packed my retainers. (laughs) (laughs) You still wear retainers? I didn't know that. Monica, (laughs) I I promise you, I sneeze and my teeth move. Like it it has cost years. And thousands of dollars to yeah. wrangle these babies in place. Oh, I'm not about to. I've had races three times. Most recently in my 30s, I had them again. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm bringing my retainers. I love it. So it's my retainers. It was my computer because it had my manuscript. I was still writing a book. Oh, and that sure. was basically it. Yeah. And, and it just was like, I think a lot of it has to do with identity. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. going to be kind of random. And I, I don't think I wrote about that in the chapter, but where's your identity? And if you, if, if your identity isn't anything that can change your status, it's in the wrong thing. So let me explain this. If my identity were in being a pastor's wife, but now I am no longer a pastor's wife, my identity can be shaken. And it was in the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. If my identity is in my home, which I'm very proud of, and I think it's very beautiful, Mm -hmm. but if that home burns down, then it changes my identity. It's in the wrong thing. If my identity is in my child who is now in the arms of Jesus, and you can think, well, we're moms. This is a boy mom podcast. Mm -hmm. Like that's who we are. Mm -mm. Girls, listen, your identity is in something shakable. My baby is in the arms of Jesus. If your identity isn't anything that can change or be taken away or have the status be changed, it's in the wrong thing. You have to have your identity in Jesus Mm. or nothing. Like that is the one thing that will never change. You will forever be a child of God. Amen. That will never change. And I think that when you have that identity that is in something unshakable, you can face these things with, um, with grace. You can, okay, mm-hmm. my house is going to burn down. And and this is not to say, Hey, you shouldn't mourn. Right. I think Christians can tend to be like, Oh, it's okay now that a lot of people say, Oh, you know, Daisy's all better. No more suffering. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's right. Sure. I believe that's a hundred percent wrong. No, yeah. we should mourn and well, if Jesus cried, I'm going to cry. Yes. Um, but that's not, that's not where our identity lies. And so it, I think that when we are solid in that, we can be the most solid mothers mm. because should our kid go off the rails? Well, that doesn't change your identity. Right. It doesn't, you know, and, yep. and I think we put so much of our identity in that. And, yes. and that was just an example in the book of um, 
of potentially losing my home, losing all my things, losing my grandmother's things, losing my wardrobe, because I want to be like, well, my identity is in the clothes I wear. My identity right. is in the home I live in. My identity is in, you know, my surfboards, my, my hobbies, my whatever. It's not, it's nowhere near that. And so, so I think that is like, right. it's, 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 it's interesting how it kind of turned into a, a conversation on identity, but I love it. No, somebody <laughs> out there needs it. And, and I know I can yeah. always use that. And I have a whole chapter in boy mom about kids identity, okay. but I know yes. that I need the reminders every day. And the yes. more we remind ourselves every day of where our identity lies, the more I think we do have gratitude because it's just like my eternity is secure in heaven. Like the worst thing could happen. And yeah. yet I have this great hope that cannot be taken away. And I just love that. And I think throughout the holidays for us to just keep that perspective, all the stuff, all the even rituals and traditions that we think are so important, really, when it all boils down, it's, it's really not all that important. So, oh my goodness. Hey, we could just listen to this on repeat, I think throughout the holidays (laughs) and we would all be so blessed. Mm. Um, But I want to transition um, because I know you don't have, you can't talk to me for hours, which I'd keep you for hours if I could, but I want to, um, dive into just a couple boy mom questions and ask mm-hmm. you to just share some wisdom here at the end. So if you're all right, I'm going to transition. Ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. I want to hear Kate Merrick's boy mom essential, something you can't imagine raising your son without. Okay. Is a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. A sense of humor. And I have to tell you, I had to get one. I mean, I love to laugh. I'm yes. a silly girl. You can tell I'm a silly, silly girl. She's an Enneagram seven, by the way, right? I'm an Enneagram seven. I want to party. I want to eat all the food. I want to laugh all the laughs and dance all the dances. <laughs> but I also needed to learn that things can be laughed off. They don't need to be serious when it comes so to your sons. And, yeah. and specifically, honestly, all the like fart stuff they think is funny. <laughs> I had to, I had to ask my husband, I'm sorry, I'm really offended by this this is just disgusting. And Ryan, he's like, no, it's actually funny. And I'm like, wait, you're like a grown man. You're like a successful, godly leader. And you're telling me right now that that is funny. And he's like, Uh yes, it's funny. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to have a sense of humor. Oh, that was good. (laughs) Right? Um, And also, I think that that comes with understanding. And Um, one of the most important things I've learned about being a human, whether it's a boy mom or, um, a speaker or a friend or anything at all is that you need to have understanding. You need Mm -hmm. to live with them and understanding. And so I realized recently, Monica, that I was expecting my son to show his face like a 40 year old woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like talking to my husband and I was like, my son listeners, my son, Isaiah, he loves, he loves the Lord. He's a great kid. He's a good guy. He, he's got a prayer life. He's like, he just told me the other day that, you know, his friend is going through something heavy and he's like, you know, and so I just like laid hands on her and prayed for her for like 10 minutes. You know, he's, he's that guy, but I can't seem to get him to go to church on time. He's a solid 20 minutes late every single week. And I was like, all up in arms about it and talking to my husband about it. He was like, why do you want him to look like you? 
Mm. This faith is getting worked out in his own way. You need to give him space so, for that. Right? I wanted to hear him this. To, somebody yes. out there needs to hear this today. You need to hear this. Don't make them into your own image. Let them be them. Let them work out their own stuff in their own way, in their own time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Preaching it today. I love that. I think we all need that reminder. They're not 40-year-old women. They're kids. They're not. Get They're out. kids. Yeah. yeah. And their boys. My boys. Okay. Now wrap us up with a piece of wisdom. And that might, I mean, right there, that's a good piece of wisdom. But anything you would speak to yourself if Isaiah were just a babe in your arms, you're getting started, and you were able to now speak into your own life as a younger Kate Merrick, what would you say? Okay, I've got two things. And um, <clears throat> the first thing is, well, and I wouldn't have said it to my younger self with a baby in my arms. I would say it to a transitioning, transitioning to adolescence. Mom. Okay. Okay. Give them space. Yeah. I, um, I spent the entire first five years of my son's life with a wooden spoon in my back pocket. <laughs> Not going to lie. Like literally like in my, I spanked oh. the tar out of that kid. I just <laughs> did. I just did. And you know what? It worked. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it I love it. I, love it. I just did. And yeah. I just, you know, like our jobs as moms of young boys is to correct and show them the right way. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. Now, as they're 12, 13, 14, right. they're getting hormones. They're basically PMSing yeah. all the time. And totally. they're real cranky sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's not for my son. It wasn't like a constant, but every once in a while, Ooh, he was cranky. And, and so he'd, you know, say something sassy and the young boy mom and me wanted to pull that wooden spoon out of my pocket mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. like correct every single thing he said to me Yeah. when in fact it would just aggravate him further. And sure. he, you know, and he would just Whatever. And, and and this wasn't like an always thing, but this is, this right. it, it's a thing. And so my husband yes. had to tell me, dude, he's, he's got hormones. Like, you know how you are once a month? Well, that's what, <laughs> how he is all the time. Like you got to sure. give him space. Yes. And I had to trust that the things that I had sewn into him all those years were still there. That of mm. course he knows it's wrong to, to talk back to me. Of course he knows those things. Yes. I don't yes. need to, to correct it. him at that moment. I yes. wish I would have said, all right, dude, it just looks like you need some space and walked away and given him a couple hours in his room alone. Wow. Instead, I was kind of in a space until I realized this does not work. And he almost always would come back around and be like, right. okay, I'm sorry. I'm yep. sorry. Uh -huh. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, but I, I just said, get in his face a lot. I wish I had, had given him space and trusted that he he knew. It's not yeah. that he forgot. You had done the work when he was I young and he it was yes. tucked away, just needed some time to pull it up. And oh, so yes. good. Yes. So I do regret that. Okay. Um, so I, I, I do wish I'd had given him more space. Obviously, like once I figured it out, I was like, oh, right. okay, but it was a few years. That was a really tough transition. Right. And, and also not to take it personal. Um, that goes with that. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, when you're PMSing and you oh, cannot yeah. stand the sight of right. people that you love, <laughs> like with all your heart and soul, all of a sudden you just wish that they would just disintegrate in front of you that. and you would be happy if they did well that's how they feel too yes. and it doesn't you know anyway I um, think that's so then, good actually though just to remember what PMS feels like and to 
I guess I haven't really thought about it like that, but they're kind of in a constant state for a few years. Yes. And who would want that? Like poor kids. Oh, poor <sighs> Nobody kids. wants that. Yeah. Have some oh, compassion. So Have some compassion them on them. Yes. Give them some chocolate. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and then my last thing is, and I use this still, I think I would have... I, I learned this when my son was five years old and I learned this from his kindergarten teacher is she said that when the kids are learning their letters and they get it wrong and they get really upset, she says, I tell them it's okay. You're just practicing. You're just practicing. Mm. And I realized, wait, that is, that can be, um, transferred over to all of life because why do we expect our children Mm. to be perfect? We get mad when they make mistakes we get mad when they sin or we're surprised that they're uh-huh. Oh yeah. They're just practicing. Like they're new. I, I've, I've said they're that new. over and over. They're new. Of course. They are new. They're gonna, you know, they, so they, part of our job is to teach them how to, you know, have self-control, manage their sexuality, manage their, so, you know, whatever it is. Like Everything. they're yes. just practicing. So yeah. don't get too worked up about it. Don't punish them when it's you know, something that is just an honest mistake. They're just brand new. And that goes for, honestly, I want someone to have grace like that for me. And I'm not brand new. I'm 45. And I still feel like I'm just practicing sometimes. Like I have not got this nailed yet. And so giving them that grace and that space to practice and, and having that mindset rather than like, Oh, I'm going to punish you for wrongdoing. It's like, actually, I'm going to encourage you in the right way and just say, oh, man, I'm in your corner. I'm committed to you. Look, Uh let me help you. Actually, we don't just not show up for work. But the right way is that you call your boss and, you know, whatever the thing is. is, Oh, that's so um, good. I was talking I on the that. beach the other night with, with a friend of mine and she said, oh, her, she was real frustrated because her son got a couple of C's and she was like, I'm just so mad. And I said, Michelle, you get mad if you find a bong in their bedroom. You don't get mad over C's, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, maybe good. you ask him, hey, what's going on? Do you need right. some help? You know, like how can, do you need oh. a tutor? If you're being lazy, like, okay, let, let's just admit that and then how can we fix this together I'm like don't get mad over a C get mad over a bong I love that keep perspective (laughs) keep perspective yes I love that and also I think that's language you can even use with the kids I mean one thing I think I put in my book was just that sometimes I'll just be like you know what you are doing so good at 15 15 is tough Mm. and you are doing so good at 15 or at 13 Mm. or just kind of acknowledging like this is a one-year thing you'll be done with this 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 Mm thing you're feeling, the stage you're in, you know, you're doing really good at the puberty thing. Of course, I don't say that because that would make them totally cringe, (laughs) but but you're just, you're doing good at this stage. And it's kind of a way to make them realize I am going through a hard time and it's okay. And it will pass. So I plus Monica that I'm so glad you brought that up because I was like, Oh, there's one more thing I want to say. Good. Um, is that those kinds of words that you speak life over their, over your kids. That's one last regret I have is that I was afraid to say, Hey, you're really good at this because they weren't, because he wasn't perfect at it. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I'm uh, too generous with my words, it's, he's going to like uh, not, you know, do so better, try harder, whatever it is. And that is a lie. Uh, what we yep 
need to do is speak life. I love that you're like, hey, you're doing great at this. So I realized that my son rises to the occasion when yep. I say, hey, you're you're a strong man. Wow, I love the way you work so hard or whatever I want right. to point out. Or like, you know, recently it's like, hey, dude, I'm seeing what a good friend you are to your friend. And mm-hmm. rather than yeah. pointing out what they're lacking in, so- can you imagine if someone followed us around pointing out where we were lacking? Oh my goodness. Oh no. my gosh. I lack in very many places. But when someone says to me, wow, you shine in this area. It makes I, it you want to do wanna, it more. Yep. Yep. Mm. And so when we say, it's almost like the psychological idea of self-fulfilling prophecy. If you right. speak something over yeah. someone enough times. Uh-huh. They will believe it. Yes. And so, um, you know, that would, Britt reminds Isaiah, hey, you speak kind words to your sister because if you call her a little turd enough times, she's going <laughs> to believe that she's a little turd. Sure. And like, that's not cool. You yeah. have the power. Like we as moms have I the power uh, with our words really to shape our kids, to shape so our boys. Good. Oh yeah. my goodness, Kate. I'm going to have you back just to continue this conversation because I know that Fifi can't be at zoo school all day, but (laughs) I have so many more thoughts. And so I'm going to make sure to have you back if you would be open to coming back because this is such good stuff. Thank you so much. It would be my honor, please. I am. And I know you're not on social media, but can you just tell people where they can go track you down right now if they want to just connect with you, find your books, all the rest? Sure. I've got a website. It's kmerrick.com, like the letter K, my last name, merrick.com. And I blog on there sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I've got like a favorites page with links. I've got a link to Monica's book. Mm -hmm. It's so good. (laughs) Um, And there is a place to contact me if someone has, you know, a question or whatever. And it might take a while, but I do get back to every person who emails me. That is the way I connect. I know. Wow. Um, It's it's been amazing because it takes the extra mile, you know, like it's too too easy to connect on, you know, to, hey, on someone's Instagram, but to, to, to unearth your email and then, you know, and then compose one. And I've actually, um, gotten to, you know, pray for some really lovely women that way. Anyway. So there's my website. So good. um, Is your speaking schedule on there? If someone wants to. Yeah, it is on there and it doesn't, I don't really link to the events. I, I don't know, maybe I should, but, um, it, it will say the date and what church or event center or whatever it's at and in what town. So you can know. Awesome. Well, Kate, I am inspired after this conversation and I know so many other moms will be also. So I want to thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your experience, and just sharing your heart today. Thanks, Monica. I love you. I love you too. And I can't (laughs) wait to see you again. And um, we're going to get you back. So thanks for being here and have a wonderful holiday season. You too. Thanks so much. God bless. Okay, so this is where I get to say I told you so, right? Wasn't she great? I hope you got as much out of that as I did. And I just want to thank you again for your time. Find show notes to anything Kate and I talked about over at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 31. Now, guys, I have more great episodes coming up to prepare your heart and home for the holidays. So I hope that you have subscribed to this podcast. And please continue to share this podcast with your friends and family and just really appreciate you being a part of this very special growing community. So have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.